Hello, Knights of the World Table. If you listened to the previous episode, you know it ended on a sudden and intense moment. And this is an advisory warning that this episode continues to be a bit of a roller coaster of emotion. So if you normally listen with young children, you might want to listen on your own first and make your own judgments on how to best present the episode. We hope you enjoy it very much. It's an important moment in our story arc. So here we go. Last time on Knights of the Rule Table, Gravely chases after Bashir, while the rest of our heroes finish off the crew guarding Captain Dropoff's treasure. Bashir narrowly escapes, but the Knights manage to recover many magical trinkets from Dropoff's hidden stash. They return safely to the Bastion, but there is no time to rest before Captain Dropoff's ship, the Trident, appears on the horizon, and a single wicked arrow flies and drops Maya unconscious. Is this like a a like giant caliber? Uh, what call it? What, what are those? Like a ballista? A ballista bolt? Nope. Or like it's a, a regular, regular crossbow bolt? Crossbow bolt. It looks kind of fancy for a crossbow bolt. Not that you would really get a chance to see it, but it's a regular size, like heavy crossbow bolt. And this one hits her in the chest and goes right through, all the way through. Oh. Don't worry, guys. Ah. I can bring her back. No, wait. <laughs> I, I, I I look immediately. I'm assuming I'm on deck. I'm going to look immediately and and see if I can see where that came, like, where on the ship that came from. Gravely's just coming back from the galley with fruit in his hands, which Tiburon just spat on. But Maya's still under attack, and another crossbow bolt fires out at her, and that's going to hit her for, but I rolled terribly, and it only does 41 damage. What the uh, heck? Where are they things coming from? I'm dead, dead. They're definitely coming from the direction of the ship. 41 damage isn't enough for an automatic kill, but it will be two death saves. And it also knocks her back 15 feet, which causes her to hit the banister and flip over and fall into the water on the opposite side of where the ship is. Is there any sort of commotion going on on the deck now? So um, that's all happening in the course of... Do just I, a couple of seconds. Couple seconds I think okay. as soon as everybody sees that happen, yes, there's probably a lot and lot of commotion. And we previously rolled initiative. So I'm not going to give each of you a lot of time to react on your turns, but Gravely will go first. What do you do? Ah, I'm going to run over to Maya. <laughs> so she's off the ship, so you oh. can run over to where she just fell off. Or you can glance in quickly towards the... Trident, which is definitely heading towards the Bastion at full speed. It's like, roughly speaking, it's like the other side of a stadium. That's how far away things are. So people on it that you can barely make out are very, very small, but you can quickly look and, well, roll a roll a quick perception check for what you can perceive of it. Uh, that's going to be an 8. 90 damage? Jeez. This has gotten really intense very quickly. <laughs> That's, I rolled an eight. I'm so, very short. Yeah, you look out at it and you can't see, like you can see 
can't really make out anything other than like sizing up quickly. Like that's really, really far. If you tried, you could probably hit that ship if you took a longbow shot, but it's like at the extent of your range, it would be really hard to aim at a specific person. Uh, I free action. I put the grapefruit in my little hood. <laughs> save it for later. I turn to Tiburon and say, can you get Maya out of the, the I have to, and I pull out a longbow. Uh, take out an arrow, and from the quiver of elemental ammo, and I say, uh, um, uh, flame on or something, <laughs> and I try to do a, a, a flame arrow. Okay, so you'll roll with disadvantage. Is there anything particular you want to hit that you can see? The sails. Good call. All right. Uh, that's a 22. All right, the sails are a pretty big target with it way out there, and you'll definitely hit those. You can't really see if the flames are immediately going to catch or anything. 15 damage. I mean, I don't know. That's 15 sail. sail damage. Yeah, 15 sail damage uh, to the sails and with fire. Yes. Oh, and I get another attack. Yes. I'll try to aim at anybody, like, lower than that, the, any person that's standing on the ship. As you're aiming, you can see somebody kind of up on a platform near the crow's nest of the trident. I'll aim at that fool. You can guess that potentially that's the person that shot. I was like, don't you shoot my friends! And I'm going to shoot at that person. This time I'll go, uh, sparky time! And I'll I'll shoot with lightning damage. Very intimidating. I don't, 19. So at that at that distance, you can't quite see really if you hit it or not. Okay, but it looks that that person is slightly covered, and so like isn't out of like full cover. Mm. So you may have hit plank right in front of them, or you may have hit them. You really have no idea at that difference. (laughs) All right, and then I'll uh, just duck down, use my movement to squat. Behind the railing. Of- All right. Next up is uh, the person firing on the other side of that ship. So this person will take a shot at Tiburon. And it didn't go great. For whom? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a 16. A 16 to AC. What are you at? 16. Uh, my AC is 16. Oh, oh. That's a hit. Just Ouch. barely. You're going to take 25 damage from that shot. Okay. Uh. And another shot will shoot out and shoot at Captain Honeymist. That's going to definitely hit. So Captain Honeymist is hit also, and also another pirate is hit and just immediately goes down similar to Maya, and one more crossbow bolt whizzes past a different pirate and buries itself into the deck, and then it's Maya's turn, who's somewhere and needs to make a death save. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's already failed too? Yep. Oh, no. Oh, shh. That's a one. (gasps) Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Adieu. No. Oh, no. I, I legitimately don't know what just happened. Is she dead? Like, dead, dead? Dead, dead. Yep. What What kind of crazy crossbow? Ugh. 
brings us to ha- Captain Honey Miss Turn, who is immediately saying, Pull up anchor! Ride the sails! Go, go, go! Battle stations! She is going to do something, grab an amulet around her, her neck and use it to cast some sort of a wind spell that immediately fills the sails and speeds the ability of this ship to begin turning. It's got to turn at least 90 degrees, if not a little bit more, to be able to make a run from the trident. And all the pirates everywhere are running around, pulling up the anchor, pulling lines, dropping sails, and everything's going on. Some people are taking up battle stations, focusing at the trident, which is definitely, uh, it's probably at least 100 feet closer than it was when it came around the bend now, and then it is Soot's turn. Soot is going to cast Web on Maya, because he doesn't know that she's dead. So she's gonna, he's going to try and cast Web to try to stick her to the side of the boat. So you can, she's off the boat right now, because she fell into the water, so you can run over there first and look for her. Okay. Uh, can I look for her? Yeah. So you can see, see her. You can see, uh, like, bubbles where she hit the water. You can't actually see her from where you're at. Oh, dear. Well, same it with her. Can't, can't do anything then. He's not going to jump in the water. He hates the water. Mm-mm. There's absolutely no way he's going in there. I, I'm... She's down there. I can't reach her. I can't, I can't see her. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what else to do, Gravely. Can I... So I have disguised self as an illusion. Can I make myself look like a small barrel? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I read so. through the spell. I think it's see. supposed to be humanoid. I'll give you a barrel if you want to be a barrel. It's canon in this podcast that we other characters have once fought barrels with arms and legs. So you okay. can be one of those. I will be a barrel with arms and legs. <laughs> and I will try and appear a foot shorter than I already am. All right. Small, indiscreet <laughs> barrel. And that is my turn. Okay. Next up in the initiative is Sindel. And Sindel just like on instinct immediately. One, uh, anybody looking at her can tell that she just got like... You would not want to touch her. She's heated up, and actually, as she runs towards the railing on the trident side, the side the trident is approaching, she actually leaves, like, charred footprints in the decking. And she just, on instinct, shoots out a fireball in that direction, and it's woefully short. Like, it just fizzles out way short of where the ship currently is, but she's just like, that was just her Gravely yells reaction out, to it. Sindel, if you can heal, Maya fell out overboard. And then Tiburon is up. So we don't know she's dead, right? No. Okay. No. How close am I to the railing? Maybe 15 feet. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, first I'm going to yell out, Woman overboard! And then I'm going to run towards the railing and leap out into the water. Okay, so you do so, and now you're in the water. You, you can swan dive. dive. Mm-hmm. Elegant. Well, depend <laughs> where where did the crossbow bolt hit me? Like shoulder or abdomen or I would say it did a lot of damage, maybe like probably in your gut somewhere. Okay. In your, like stomach. Right, so so you're gonna struggle a little bit sticking running, in but, me. Mm-hmm. Got it. Alright. But yeah, I run towards the railing, dive right off and go straight into the water. Alright, so you jump off and you dive directly into the bubbles where she splashed and you dive down. You don't immediately see anything down there. Okay. Um, do I see a trail of bubbles, perhaps? Yeah, probably a little bit. I mean, when you jump into the water, you'd probably mm-hmm. see a much amidst the 
bubbles some blood. The yeah. act of jumping into the ocean, you yes. probably wouldn't be able to perceive much. You're still, I think, on this turn kind of looking through your own bubbles and splashing and kind of looking around frantically to see her, which you don't. Okay, got it. Also, you are aware that the ship is making efforts to leave Maneuvers where to you leave. are. Yeah, so exactly. that's going to be a problem really, really fast. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what, in my head, knowing pirate ships, like, what am I estimating the window that I even have to look for her might be? Maybe one turn. Okay. I, I just try and dive as far down as I can go, kind of like frog swim down. And we're back to Gravely. Seeing him do that, I'm going to run over to exactly where he jumped off and look down and kind of see his where the bubbles are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll attach my rope to an arrow and shoot down kind of next to that, right into the water. <laughs> so he has a, a way of getting back up with the rope, and I'll tie the other end to the, to the railing. Okay. Then uh, you do that. Anything else fits into your turn? And then I'll duck. Okay. Back down behind a barrel. Yeah. Oh, is actually. Sick. This, I'm going to get next to this barrel. <laughs> it's right my size. Good thing it's here. Perfect. I didn't notice it there before. <laughs> just lean against it really hard. I just saw her go down in two hits. I am not sticking my head up. Absolutely not. All right. That brings us to. Actually, so this would be the point where marksmen out there. Would take uh, could take more shots, and everybody's kind of braced and getting down, and nothing comes towards you for the moment. But the trident is still coming at full speed. It's probably now about 350 feet out, closing Jeez. quickly. It looks kind of like it's moving to potentially ram the ship. Is it going to ram us from the side, or are we at more of like a three-quarter angle? It's going to hit. The bastion is turning, so... It would depend on how far the ship has maneuvered when it got to you. But it's definitely going to be vulnerable for a minute for hitting just like right in the center of the ship where it be, would be most vulnerable. Honeymus is still uh, making efforts, moving around and yelling at, actually takes the time to yell at all of you. We have to go. It's time. We have to leave. I'm sorry. And that brings us to Soot's turn. Soot the barrel. Soot the barrel is going to very passively, aggressively say, Man, I sure hope there were some other targets on board instead of our friends. And this talking barrel is not ah, right next to you. The, I'm Switch. hiding. Can, can you tell that I'm me? Uh, it's very convincing. Uh, Soot is going to look kind of... Are there like like uh, slats where he can like see through the... the Railing? Yeah, the other railing of the boat. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to... Uh, Soot is going to look through there, and he's going to hold a... Uh, spell in case the ship gets within 150 feet. I'm okay. holding a fireball. Okay. So fireball, if it gets in range. Um, that'll bring us to Sindel's turn. So Sindel stays right where she is and looks like she's doing something very similar to <laughs> Sut. You can actually see her. Anybody looking at her actually can see her like summoning the fireball between her hands and doing the same thing, like shaking like in like rage and anger, but waiting until the ship comes into range. And that will bring us to Tiburon, who's in the water with a rope nearby. Okay, so how far down am I? Like pretty close to the surface right now? Yeah, diving in, you probably went like 10 feet down. And okay. during this turn, probably the bubbles clear enough that you can kind of get a look around through blurry underwater vision. 
Okay. And you do not see her. I'm gonna I'm gonna try for another ten feet down. Okay. And take a look around and see if I see anything. Even if just it's a vague shape, just something I could reach. So you can dive down, you can almost see the bottom. You would estimate just from your kind of like sailory knowledge that you're in 50 or 60 feet of water. Hmm. So, and you can probably have like maybe 20 feet of visibility. So um, within that, you don't see anything. You're looking quickly, but okay, you I, definitely would guess, like you kind of would estimate that you should see something, but you're not seeing where she is. I see. Okay. I I need to get back up. So I mm-hmm. just come back up to the surface. Okay. So you can get up and you can grab onto the rope and not <gasps> get any farther than that. Takes us back to Gravely. Did yeah. you find her? I found nothing. There's nothing down there. The and ship's then, definitely starting to turn and pull away, so he's going to start to get yanked a little bit by that rope. <laughs> I'm holding on tight. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's tied secure. It, it is tied secure. I know how to tie a knot. What kind of knot? Uh, uh, cross hand. <laughs> That's a terrible knot. <laughs> a bullywog. Uh, I, I don't know names of knots. <sighs> but Ray, but but I would. But gravely would know. A bullywog. That's a that's a D and D knot. Yeah, that's well known, very reliable. <laughs> it's a bullywog knot. It's you know up and over, through through, back around and loop de doo. Okay, I'm gonna cast. You're not bonus. just tying a bullywog. No. Okay. No, I'm gonna cast hail of thorns, which is a bonus action, and. I will shoot two arrows at the uh, ship oncoming. So the figure from before you can't quite make out. Looks like they're probably climbing down somewhere on like the opposite side, so they have a little bit of cover. But you see various uh, sailors on the deck that you can aim for with a disadvantage. All right, I'll just aim at one of them. The 14. Okay, you think you hit somebody and that it might have hit one or two. Mm. Seaman nearby. You have another shot? Yeah, the second one probably hits it to 23. All right, also, but that's just a regular shot. That's a regular shot. Okay. Same target or somebody else? Same target. Okay. Smashing this arrow, like the Um, arc on it must be insane. (laughs) So, (laughs) I have 100 feet in the air. Yeah, I have a magical longbow. That's what they're for. Um, So, the first damage. 21, 8 damage if they failed, and then 4 damage if they succeeded. Okay, that's the that's Hail of Thorns. The, that's within the Hail of Thorns. The second one is 13 damage. Okay, and that's the same target. So you're pretty sure you're pretty sure your target goes down with that second strike. All right. And you've caused a little bit of chaos. I'm going to duck next board. to Soot Barrel. It's your turn. Brings <laughs> us to the turn of the Trident, and it now... Uh, fires out something that drags a big chain and Good. it hits hard like the side of the deck and the whole ship rocks a little bit and you see that chain now connecting the two ships brings us the honeymiss turn and honeymiss says so this ship is just hit from this thing and she says uh honeymiss yells out Tiburon Sindel get below deck and find out what that is get us free I'll say he's not on board. He's he's overboard. He's Frank. You gravely. Where's the barrel? Barrel. Just somebody get below deck and find out what that was. Get us free. You 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 don't want me to blow up their ship. Get us free. Uh, Okay. 
Honey Mist uh, runs over to the part of the ship that's closest to the trident and grasps that amulet around her neck again and uh, starts sort of like casting around, swirling her arms around, and a trench opens up in the ocean right in front of the trident because she's casting control water. And what she does is basically creates a big 100 by 100 foot opening in the ocean right in front of the trident, which as it sails forward at full speed, falls basically like sails off a cliff of ocean. Basically, suddenly, like you hear a lot of crunching and crashing. You can still see like the very tops of its rails, but it's like down there now. And as it falls, that yanks that chain, and you hear, and you have feel another big like <clears throat> lurch of the ship, as potentially whatever they just shot you with breaks free. The ship is still turning and fast as it can. It's almost, um, it's starting to move forward in the opposite direction, away from the trident, and it is Soot's turn. Gravely, I want that amulet. We have to help Maya. I, I can't read through the, the the shark man jumped into the to the ocean. Can you do anything about the ship? The, the ship? What, what am I supposed to do about the ship? I I can I can bring things back from the dead. I can't fix ship. Shoot a fireball at it. The enemies. I've been holding it for too long. It's gone. It stopped. It's the place where the trident stopped is probably too far from <laughs> your fireball oh. range. Well, I so guess I'll just release it and fire it out. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. And it just fizzles. See? You see? So, so good. Great. This is fantastic. We're in so much trouble, Gravely. You don't even understand. I understand. Do you want it? So she previously asked you to, like, go below decks to where this thing was hit. Oh, Um, true. Okay. Since then, it seems like it's maybe pulled free, but that's not a particularly good thing either. So you can stay up there, or you can try to go down where she directed you to check out. Sure. I... I, I, uh... Soot does not like to be up on uh, above board <laughs> uh, on deck, so he'll he'll run underneath and okay. see if see what the situation is. So, and then right after you, Sindel will also head down to check that out, and then it's Tiburon's turn. You're holding onto that rope. Uh, am I on the side of the ship where everything's happening with the chain and everything, and the trident approaching, or am I on the other side? You weren't initially, but the ship is turning mm-hmm. and pulling you along. So you probably right now have a view. By looking down past the bow of the ship, you have a view of the other ship. So essentially, I heard everything happen, but didn't see it. And then as the ship turned, I got to see You just see, the like, the very top of its yeah. mess ticking All right. Off. I kind of just say to myself, ah, captain after my own heart. And I start climbing up the rope. Okay. I hope it's tied down well. So you're able to get up onto the deck and survey the scene. Okay, what, what's it look like up here? There's a lot of people running around. Yeah. You can get a little bit better view of what she did to the other ship. Mm-hmm. You see a small barrel sprinting under... Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little a small barrel heading under deck. <laughs> running below deck. Gravely yep. looks really, really upset. Everybody looks generally upset. You see that Captain Honeymiss has been shot as well. You see a couple crew members. Uh, well, at least one crew member that's lying on the ground. Gravely, Gravely kind of looks at Tiburon and, and says... Nothing? She's not down there. Doesn't make sense. What? She can't just disappear. She can't just die and di- I have to tend to me crew. I push past gravely and head towards the injured pirate. Okay. 
Gravely, it's back to your turn. Surveying the situation, it seems like the Bastion will be able to head off, and you don't really have too much of a clear shot at any particular person where the trident is below sea level. Soot and Sindel just uh, dove below deck. I'll go up to the, where the captain is. Okay. Is there anything uh, we can do? Is there anything I can do to help you out? Were you hurt? Yes. That's not important right now. Just take care of everybody. Keep a watch. Heal if you can. All right. Sorry. We, we lost a, my friend. I'll just kind of sit down on the deck. Below deck, Soot and Sindel, you uh, look at the damage and you see pretty quickly there's a big hole where this like harpoon thing pierced the hull but then got pulled free. So now there's a hole like almost at sea level, like when a wave splashes, it's splashing a significant amount of water into the ship. And then sometimes it's not it's not pouring in, but this is definitely a problem for an ocean-going vessel. Fendel, uh, do you have any extra um, spare planks of wood? Not not, not on me. I can... Uh... Then Fendel, worth screwed. We need to get off this boat right now. If we're to do anything about any of those portals that you were talking about, this ship is going down. So, Sindel, uh, on her turn, we'll just stick with the two of you unless anybody comes down below deck for a minute. Um, she actually starts casting fire spells just to, like, evaporate water, <laughs> which she can conduct a lot of heat, and she actually, like, can charge down in there to the water, and even with her feet create, which basically fills the room, makes it pretty quickly into, like, a Mist. steam room. A sauna. <laughs> but it's having some effect of, like, keeping water out, but definitely, like, figuring out something to patch the hole temporarily. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's uh, interesting. Um, this is great for my pores and all, but... <laughs> I have nothing for hmm? the situation. I am not a utility wizard. There is wood around. Yeah. There's bunks and various furniture and things and maybe even planks, barrels, stuff where you could, like, literally uh, I'm try gonna, to block it. I'm going to put the bubble pearl on my head. Ooh, nice. Uh, so that I don't drown because I'm, like, two and a half feet tall. Mm -hmm. I'll try and find something. Is there a hammer around? Are there nails? Like, can I make a perception check to see if, like, what, what, is there anything I could put up against this hole? There with water is. It looks like in? there's some, there's actually are some repair uh, elements, some basic, like, ship repair tools around below deck. Like, if you, not immediately nearby, but you, if you quickly, like, look around. This is not what I do. Run around. You actually do find a barrel of nails and some tools, hammers, and actually even some spare planks. Here's the thing. So I'm, I, I uh, so I'm gonna try and take the nails, uh, Ah, uh, you know, honestly, if I'm if I'm playing him true, like at this point, he's going to uh, leave Sindel. Okay, he's going to run back up to the deck because uh, he, he, yeah, at some point he would he would grab the nails, he would do something, but this isn't going to help. The hole is too big. Um, and he's going to run back upstairs. All right. Sindel, you're doing great. All right, so Soot gets back upstairs, and everybody kind of looks at him. There's a giant hole down there. You may want to take care of it. It's really big. Someone go fix the hole. Sindel's down there. It's, 
you can't even see anything. There's a lot of lot of mist everywhere. There's probably like mist coming out of the opening. <laughs> like where some plumes. So it, of, it just looks like we lit the boat on fire. Um. Yeah. Uh, and he's gonna run over to Captain Honeymist, mm-hmm. and he is going to say, Captain, I can I can help you. Uh, and he's gonna notice the the bolt, uh, mm-hmm. in Captain Honeymist, and. He's going to cast blindness on Captain Honeymist. Okay. To make her blind? Yep. Okay. Uh, and oh, it's a constitution save, um, DC 15. What is going on? Roll a 14. 14. Okay, so it's blinded. And then I'm going to keep saying, are, are, are you okay? What, what, what's going on? What in blazes are you doing? I need to see right now. Okay, so that's, that's where I am. Okay. Captain is blinded. I, I kind of look up. I'm sitting down close to tears, and I look up, and I see this, and I just, what, what did you just do? It's time to go, Gravely. The, there's a giant hole in the bottom of the boat. We have to get out of here. This crew has led us astray. They, 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 they made us rob some other pirates for their, their gain, not ours. We need to go. Can you kill, still cast that sticky stuff? Can you well, still yeah, cast Yeah, I can. That? Come with me, and I drag him. Back down below deck? Yeah. Okay, so you head down below deck with him, leaving a blind captain up there. As, as I'm going down and, and dragging him, I call to some other crew members. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is Tiburon Tiburon will be nearby, yeah. yeah I'll be, Tiburon, come on, make sure he doesn't bolt. And, and I'll uh, kind of walk down, so I'll get other people to come down. And, say, and I look at the situation, and I'll say, all right, do the sticky thing. What, where? At the hole around it. The hole? Okay. The hole's probably about two by three feet. Water is splashing in kind of like with each wave, but not pouring in. And the decks of the planks around it are loose. But as you look at it gravely, it doesn't look like hopeless the way that Soot was kind of explaining it. Can you cast Can you cast it so it's across the hole? And then everyone else grab a piece of wood and we'll put it on there. So I'll pull out uh, a bit of spiderweb from my component pouch and I'll say some arcane words and... The spider web will stick to the hole. All right. And everyone now. All right. So without the nails, they quickly throw up a bunch of planks on there. And water is leaking through, but not nearly as badly. And Let's that grab some nails and nail it in. Yeah, that calms things down enough that you can take time to nail the planks up there without. I say, good, good. And I turn around and punch, punch it in the face. <laughs> Blast! <laughs> if you ever try to abandon the mission again, you're going off the boat, too. I run back up. And Sindel looks at you and just kind of like glares and heads up behind him. And so back up on deck, the trident is not able to pursue. The bastion is making its way away and things start to calm down and make some distance. And um, there's relative safety for the moment. Uh, The moment Gravely grabbed him, he would have dropped the blindness on the captain. Gravely will cast Healing Spirit in the form of a elemental uh, a fey squirrel mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and kind of tell people, if you stand next to the squirrel, it'll heal you for a little bit, so you might feel better if you're wounded. 
and he'll put his head down. So everyone kind of takes their time uh, healing up through that. The one pirate that was hit uh, is past, is dead, but other people are able to recover, and they also kind of move past gravely and put, like, sympathetic hands on his shoulders and kind of claps on the back. Probably Honey Miss is going to look at Soot. You did this. You know that, right? You caused this, Honey Mist. I'll give you one chance to explain yourself. My creations would have saved our friend. How exactly would your dead pirates have prevented that? Dead pirates that are always around her. You. No. Don't even pretend I see through your cowardice. They protect you and only you. You'd give her up in a second if your skin was on the line. You've known me for how long, Captain Honeymist? Long enough. You tried to abandon us just now. I know what you were doing. And it wouldn't have worked. Um, is anybody holding me at the moment? No. Soot is going to make a break for it. He's going to try and jump over the edge. Okay. Of the boat. Uh, I'm going to immediately catch him. You're going to try to immediately catch him. I'm going to try to immediately (laughs) catch him. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. On sick? Yep. Okay. You're going to try to grapple him, and Hunter's Mark from Gravely. Tiburon, uh, we're going to do a dexterity con. You can use athletics or acrobatics to try to grab Hmm. soot. Oh, acrobatics for sure. Okay. That is a 21. Jeez. 17. All right, so Tiburon just reaches out, and where do you want to grab him? How do you want to hold him? Are you wearing, like, a hoodie or something? Yeah, I'm definitely wearing a... He has like a tail, a, too. Okay, yeah, great. you have a tail, too. Like, by the hood and just a hard yank backwards. Okay. <laughs> so you have him and probably two other pirates really quickly <laughs> put arms on him. Mm-hmm. Pin him down. Let me go! What are, you, what are you doing? You're lucky I didn't grab you by the tail. You wouldn't want me to jump into the ocean and be rid of me, finally? We don't want to be rid of you. You have to stay. You have to help. For, for what? What? That doesn't make any sense. You said I was a coward. That I that I that I betrayed you. That that, that means death. That that's the end of me. Don't you get that? What's the end of you? That that's how that's how the world works. Betrayal? You you don't get second chances. We're not gonna kill you. Why why not? That's not what we do. That's what he does. That fiend out there in the other ship. We don't. We respect life. Well, me too. That's the whole reason I'm doing all this. All right, boys, throw him in the brig. Take his stuff. We'll figure this out in a minute. And they take you down below deck. They take your equipment. Soot, um, Soot looks very confused, extremely confused, um, as they're taking him. And he's, he's not resisting anymore. He's just kind of looking at Honey Mist and looking at the rest of the crew with a very puzzled expression. So Soot goes down, they lock him up without his stuff, and uh, post a guard down there. Gravely's going to stand up and say... We might need his help after all. And 
we're not going to give up finding Maya because I think I know where she is. You do? I think she's in the Feywild. Hello, Knights of the World Table. We are releasing this episode in the midst of, like most of the world, uh, hanging out at home for a few weeks. And uh, we appreciate you spending a little bit of that time with us. It's kind of a scary and stressful time, but that doesn't mean we can't take some time to enjoy each other and do things we enjoy and try to relax and make the best of it. Today, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about some friends we made recently, Rory and Brent at 2DM's podcast. Jen and I just did an interview with them a few days ago, and it should be releasing on their podcast either now or fairly soon. Uh, Brent and Rory do a D&D role-playing game discussion, weekly discussion, and they're fun to listen to and informative and just great people to talk to. They often do interviews, and they're just enthusiastic, super positive interviewers and people. So check it out. As always, uh, you can also check out Weston's Arcane Anthems and Chris at Daily Tunes RPG. Check out our Instagram, at Rolled Table, for all of Chris's art and DM tips. And we're actually probably about to start posting some of the uh, absurd magic items you've heard in recent episodes. So that should be enjoyable. You can use those in your own games. And uh, thank you for downloading the podcast. Leave us a positive review if you can. And thank you very much. Remember to wash those hands properly. Now go out and, well, I mean, maybe right now don't go out. Just... Uh, you like metaphorically go out but for now it's fine to stay in and sort of like make life an adventure in your heart so go out but stay in and make life an adventure in your heart amidst various things that go on you can go all credit yourself just a long rest to recover you're not gonna head out to things before making sure you're recovered the captain is heading towards their own port uh, to just do the repairs and get fixed up and hide out and recover a little bit. But as you are traveling, maybe 30 minutes or so pass, and a crewman comes up from below deck and says, uh, Captain, we've got, a, we've got a message on the on the help network. Somebody's answering the call. And the captain says, we, uh, we sent out a distress call amidst the, the, who is it? Do you know who it is? And it's a distress call, like with what sort of like a message, like a magical message? Or That's a, the network we have set up with various ships out there. We put out an SOS for assistance, and uh, well, better late than never, I guess. But that seems like somebody's answered. And so she goes down below deck to listen to the whoever's responding. She says, "This is Captain Honey, Mister the Bastion. Uh, who who am I speaking to?" This is Captain Sarsa from the Crescent Squall 3. Y'all need some help over there. What? Hi, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Sarsa. We could use a hand if you're... Uh, it'd be nice to see a friendly face. Uh, if you got our location. Aye, honey, miss. That'll be there in a jiffy. Can't wait for you to see my new cabin, boy. Come on in. It's nice to hear your voice, Sarsa. Uh, come on. Come come on. We'll meet you at the, we'll meet you at the hideout. Be right there. Before that, before it arrives, uh, Gravely would go down and talk to Soot. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, have you come down here to uh, watch them uh, torture me? 
Because that's the really only expectation that I have sitting here. They're not going to torture you. The two guards down there look very, like, annoyed. Like, um, they roll their eyes because he's clearly claimed that several times already. Uh, why don't you guys take a break? I'll, I'll, I'll watch him. Yeah, you guys go take a break. They both head off a little bit, uh, probably not quite out of earshot, but, like, to the doorway to give you a little bit of space. Gravely, you got to get me out of here right now. I will. Uh, listen, I feel bad that you, you're in here, but you've, you've got to promise to cool it a little bit with the dead things and the trying to steal things. It's just not... Not the way things are done on this type of vessel. I mean, I'm not even a pirate, and I know that's not cool. Listen, the only way to stay alive is to watch out for yourself, okay? Yes, but we made an agreement that we would look for treasure, and we've kind of agreed for safe passage, and you don't try to grab things in the middle of the ocean when right after a demolishing sea voyage. Why not? <sighs> to build trust, so it... Trust me, all right? I know we haven't known each other very long, but just maybe if we see this through a little bit longer, you'll be able to come out of it alive with your more helpers and and maybe a little bit of money. That's, just, that's not my aim. I'm, I don't have much time left. What are you talking about? Listen... I I read how long kobolds live, okay? I I know the studies that have been done, okay? I am I am running out of time. I I can't I can't buy time, gravely. Right. I can't I can't buy time, and and the only thing that's going to get me closer to my goal is it, 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 stay alive. I understand that it's very it's a very dangerous place out here. But we need to stick together. And besides, I don't think our friend Maya is gone. I think she might have been taken or transported or something. I'm not sure, but just have a feeling. And I know she's your friend because she named your your dead things and, and you started to like her too. That no one there's no one that can resist that. Listen. Maya was great. Okay? Yes. Listen, us short things need to stick together. <laughs> Gravy, you need to tell me about the stick. Well, we took a stick from the hag, and then we found out it came from a tree in the whoa, Feywild. Whoa, whoa, the, 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 from a hag? Yeah, near the, near the forest in um, Respite. Okay, the, I don't need the whole story. I need, what is it? It's a it's a magical stick that came from a magical, very important, powerful tree in the Feywild uh, that, that uh, grants healing and it causes portals. DM, do I have any idea what he's talking about from anything that I've studied? Roll a thing. Nature? <laughs> His, history? Knowledge. Or, I mean... Um, history, yeah. 19. So, yeah, you assume he's talking about the Tree of Life, but it is not in the Feywild, but, like, you have a sense that your intellect is better than his intellect, and whatever he's heard is maybe not right. The Tree of Life is kind of like the central connective force to creating life in the in the plains, and it sort of, like, holds everything together, and it's a very powerful, definitely makes sense that it would be related to something that caused 
healing. Though, the thick, is the tree of life kind of thing, right? Yes. Okay, okay. That's, that's good. But, uh, uh, Maya made a deal with a, a spider lady that when she died, uh, her stick would be taken, and I have a feeling that the spider lady might have... Uh, her name's Lady Aranye. Oh, that, okay. that means spider. Um, and, and, <laughs> Thank and you I gravely. Think, I think that somehow, the minute that she died, um, Maya might have been taken from the the bosom of the ocean, back to the Feywild. Oh, it makes sense if she made a, a deal with this Aranye. Well, she didn't really make a deal, said something, and then it was done. Sounds like Maya. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get her back. You promise you'll help? Of course. I mean, my whole point is to live and, bravely. And, and this, so this I, is going to bring me closer to my goal. Which is what? To live longer than... Who knows? I, I don't. I don't know when I was born. There was no birth certificate when I was born. I could be thirty-three right now. I have no idea. Thirty-three is not a bad age for a kobold. Yeah, but it also means that I'm I'm past my expiration date. Well, then you're borrowing time. So let stick with me and whoever else we run into, and and I'll try to keep you alive as long as I can. I promise. That's the plan. I was trying to keep you alive. Listen, I I I don't trust you, but I'm not going to betray you. That's not who I am, so... Well, I haven't betrayed you either. Well, I mean... I was trying to get you off the boat with me. I don't... But I but I don't want to betray our new friends okay, either. Okay, I the get pirate's it. like, oh, it's a ship. So you got to say ship. It's Sorry, go quick, on. Quick terminology. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. We met earlier. Anyway, fine. I'll help you. All right. Shake on it. Okay, but not too hard. I promise I'll be gentle. (laughs) And they shake. They shake. All right. All right. Uh, Henry, can you open the prison brig door, please? Uh, Absolutely not. You're going to have to talk to the captain about it. All right, I'll talk to the captain. So stay here. Yes, I'll just stay here gravely. Don't even worry about it. I'll I'll be right in here when you get back. So you're really not going to torture me? Up on deck. So, Captain Sarsa, would you be coming in from the air or the sea? I think she would prefer to be on the ocean as much as possible. Like, even though she has the capability of Mm -hmm. flying in the Crescent Squall 3, like, if there's ocean, that's where she wants to be. All right, so up on deck, the this other ship is coming into range. It's a much smaller ship than the Bastion, and that is where Sarsa is, and it makes its way... Up, actually, it probably um, meets up at this little port, which is near Giaka, but not in Giaka. And Sarsa and his her tech hand, Jarek Darkharver, come on board to say hello. He's my cabin boy. I'm not her cabin boy. We are partners, uh, and we uh, sometimes she lets me sail. So the, the how yeah, nice to meet you all. As long as we're only going one direction, yeah. And Captain Honeymus gives Sarsa a big hug. Clearly, they've met each other before. Honeymus, it's good to see you, dear. That's good to see you. You've been staying out of trouble. Who's this fine hunk of meat here? Oh, that's Jarek. He's I, my cabin boy. Jarek says, I like her. <laughs> I am, I'm not her cabin boy. Jarek, so I objectify you all the time. Yeah, yet well, 
That's different because we're partners, equal partners, except when we're on the ship, when you're the captain, and I'll call you captain. All right, so what kind of trouble you found yourself in here, Honey Mist? Uh, well, you can see we're going to need to put in for repairs for a little bit, so uh, it'd be nice if you could keep an eye out for us. We, uh, uh, there's a captain around here named Dropoff that uh, has it in for us, and so he's going gonna, gonna to need to put in for repairs too, so we should be safe for a little bit, but it's, it's nice to see you if you have a, a day or two to help us out. Hey, we can make time for you. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, Captain Honeymist. Uh, can can I, I? I had a long talk with Soot, and um, he's ready to come to terms and apologizes, and I'll keep an eye on him, and he's not going to cause any trouble. We shook on it. Hello, my name's Gravely. Hi, Gravely. My name's Sarsa. Nice to meet you. I'm Jarek. I'm not a duckhand. Oh, I am a, uh, I'm a skilled warrior, and I have magical powers, and I am okay. an equal partner with Sarsa. So All right. nice, nice to meet you. That seems like a lot of justification. It, true it'll be. You're not overcompensating for something. She, she lets me steer the ship sometimes. Okay. okay. Well, it's nice to meet you both. Um, my friend is missing, and I've got another ally down in the brig. So Honeymus looks at gravely and says. Uh, are you absolutely sure he's in your charge and that's one strike against him? If anything else happens like that, I can't keep him here. If anything else happens, I'll push him over myself. All right, he's in your charge. All right, I'll talk to Henry. Uh, it's nice meeting you. Bye. It's a strange that fella you brought on there, Honeymist. Well, he certainly has his qualities. He's a, he's a good orkling and uh, he's been through a lot, so... Uh, you always had an eye for charity, didn't you? They just lost a good friend, and and uh, I certainly owe him one, so... Well, I, I know what it's like to lose a good friend. So Henry lets it, opens up the cell, lets it out of the brig. Foot uh, begins to walk out, and it's kind of like expecting somebody to grab him. Mm-hmm. Soot, no one's going to grab you, just... It's fine. I talk with them. Just don't try anything. And if you want to try something, talk to me first. The other a pirate down there who's a female elf gets such stuff and hands it back to him. Okay, thanks. See? This is how you build a bond. I'm sure there's some sort of sailor code like, like live by the sea or, or uh, death do we tide or something like that. Uh, don't you have something that we yeah, say? Yeah, is, is there like a book on this yep, stuff? that's it. You nailed it. Live by the sea and death do we tide. <laughs> like we always say, don't oh. we, Sarsa? Aye, that's sort of like what we say. All right, listen, I've, uh, well, I certainly owe you one and uh, we're going to be here making repairs for a little bit. And I can't sail into... Giaka, but it's just over, it's a, not a far walk through the cliffs. And, uh, well, you mentioned that bag of holding earlier, and if, uh, that's still something that was interest you, you can, and, uh, well, I imagine something to take your mind off of all of this might be helpful. You can head into town and, uh, check into a place called Phil's Fish Bucket and tell them Guinevere sent ya. All right. They'll know what it means. All right, so, um, uh, do we just, are we right next to the cliffs, or how can, how do we get on land? So you're in a little harbor that is, um, kind of hidden from 
ships passing by. It's oh. kind of like a cove reaches out, so you wouldn't easily see the ship. And she has a little uh, establishment and a dock there to put in and do the repairs from the battle. And it is near Giaka, um, so she can show you. Actually, she says, uh, Tiburon. Hi. Would you be able to take him through the path over to Giaka? You're uh, not as uh, you're not a wanted man over there. Aye, on your orders, Captain. You I'll be a, escorted. You had watch duty that day when things went a bit poorly recently, so you aye, should aye, be I able remember. to walk around. Oh yes, we'd love Tiburon to come, and yeah, that that'll be that'll be enough, I'm sure. Unless, so do you feel like we need somebody else? I, I, the more people we have, the the, the safer we are. Thank I'm you. not staying here, says Sindel. Oh, I'm gonna go with so Sindel, of course you could come with us. Sindel has not been saying a lot. She's just been kind of brutal. Sorry, it's just that you're playing so many characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's get off the ship. Hey, listen. Um, honey Mist. I don't know what to tell people when they give you a second chance. Say, I'm sorry. So, uh, uh, thank you. I can tell that's a big step for you, Sutton. I appreciate it, but... You've had one strike, and I told you when I met you, you only get two, so remember that. We will. Normally I only get one, so that's pretty good. That's fantastic. Sarsa, uh, Sarsa, was it? And, and Jarek, um, this is my uh, new ally, a recent uh, ally named Soot. He's a kobold, uh, he has a bit of wizard powers. and I ain't never seen a kobold talking and speaking like that before. Yes, he's he's very unique. Um, he actually hired us to find a treasure, which we didn't have, and we met a goblin that uh, was under mind control of an octopus creature, and there was all sorts of things. So, But um, Sutter has learned some lessons, and, 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 well, we're looking for a bag of holding. Would you okay, like to come? Okay, okay. I'm not a child, first of all. Well, uh, Captain Onimist, uh, do you feel like uh, old Jarek and I would be best served uh, coming here, staying, keeping an eye on... Uh, your ship, or do you want us to escort these we lit men into port? What would you prefer for us to do? I mean, we're here. We're trying to help you out. Uh, as long as you're available, I think uh, it'd be okay to go with them. And uh, you want me to see if I can get you a bottle of uh, Seaman's Shandy? That sounds <laughs> that sounds very good. Reminds me of some times of my youth. Aye. If you and Jarek are going, you could probably just sail there, not have to go through the day's hike through the woods. Oh, you guys want to take a ride on the Crescent, Crescent Squirrel 3? It looks really nice. It's real nice. It's my shit. Let's go. So they hop on the Crescent Squall. Sarsa Demisol, Jarek, Dark Harbor, Sindel, Gravely, Soot, and Tiburon. Six of them head over to board the Crescent Squall 3. And uh, so if, as you head into Giaka, do you want to fly into Giaka, which will definitely create a lot of attention, or do you want to just sail in? I mean, I think Sarsa is showing off at this point, so we're going to fly. All right. Uh, can I be investigating the ship to kind of figure out how the ship is flying, how it's, like, accomplishing that feat? Yeah, roll that. Uh, what am I rolling? Wow, this is Investigation. Amazing. Investigation. Aye, this was a gift from a queen. 19. Oh, my goodness. You've probably heard kind of on the rumor mill, uh, but like the notion of this place relatively far away, way up the coast where they have things like this, flying ships. You've probably even heard of the notion of 
night crystals. Okay. Without much knowledge of like, how does that work? Or is it even if it's, is, is it really real? Cause like, I imagine you'd be able to like read and study and hear rumors of a lot of stuff that turns out to be not at all true. But, um, this the is... fact that this ship exists makes you <laughs> think that like, oh, maybe those aren't stories. Cool. Yeah. Jarek and I here, we're actually pretty important people. Oh, you're pretty much lucky to know both of us at this I, point. I mean, uh, th- there's areas of, of the realms that uh, I, you know, I guess I could consider my, I mean, uh, well, my, my friend Maya was more important, but I mean, I guess we we all helped. And So actually, this is probably a moment where, uh, what's everybody do with their, uh, with their symbol? Is that out there? They're specifically not. uh, I mean, a lot of people wear them like over sleeves and stuff, but really there's no particular reason for that. Always sleeveless, showing off your tats. Do I notice her her symbol? Yeah, I don't think before that, but probably around now you definitely notice that Sarsa has that. And uh, so for Gravely too, like does yours. Mine is covered up by like archery bracers, but so I'm going to, you know, well, you know, there was a place that we, um, we 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 save some people and oh my goodness what what's on your arm? Oh, this is my I got a tattoo of Saloon. She's no, no, my the, patron the, god, the, and then I've got a tattoo uh, of my first. Sorry, ship. I take off. Uh, gravely takes off his uh, bracers. <laughs> Jerk's like, <laughs> Jerk happens to at that moment be like sipping a drink and does the classical <laughs> <laughs> spit take. Yes. Are, are you? Uh, and I kind of, I kind of. Look at her, and I was like, "Are, are you, Jarek? He's got the thing." Yeah. Uh, so you probably quickly survey everybody else on the ship to like do a quick uh, mark of the realms check. Oh, <laughs> you don't see any others. Uh, should we? Which this is? Uh, we should. Are we allowed to talk, talk about it? Are you? Uh, I think. I think uh, maybe we should um, inspect the the decks below or something. Hi, yes, uh, gravely. Maybe you could um, show me uh, below how the cabins look. Okay, what the heck is going on? Uh, Sindel's like, yeah, are you guys flirting? What's why did this get weird? Yeah, this this got really weird, really weird. It's uh, we're gonna talk about uh, propulsion. Sure, you are. Okay, they're definitely flirting. Fine. The three of oh, you, gosh. I guess, oh, go below, go below deck. Listen, That's what Jack does in his free time. Yeah, I'm gonna stay up here. You guys normal. go. All right. Propulse somewhere else. Ugh. All right, so we pop downstairs. All right. How? Do you? What? I mean, no. But I've only been a knight of the realm for a couple of months. We? It's only been a couple of months for us too. Oh, I mean, it was amazing. It was. You're the first one we've run into since it happened that uh, has the same tainter. Yeah, well, they didn't really give us uh, directions, do we? I mean, like, I, you don't really talk or... about it, do you? Right. I mean, there was a lot of pomp and circumstance. Jerk's smoking hot dad showed up. It was great. Oh, that's amazing. Um, well, it was yeah. me and my friend Maya and, and our other friend, uh, Coach, uh, who... Coach? 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 Yeah, he's a, coach, he's dwarf. a dwarf. Nice we know calves. Coach. You do? 
Yeah, we sent him off. He, he, he helped us out for, we were hanging out with him for a hot minute. And uh, he took a bunch of dwarves up. Wait, do you, do you know a, a, a rambly old uh, elf Salinas. man that, that, that yeah, talked a lot? Yeah, that's for sure. Libraries, right? Yeah, yes, yes. He never shut up. Long. He always has, he thinks he has to say the name of spells when he shoots Oh, them. yes, of course. And he's always like chromatic orb and all that business. I tend to just ignore him. Oh, yes. Well, we they help us save uh, the realm of Oakheart in Respite. And, and, and there was a fire lord. We and... saved the realm of Marcasia. Oh, wait, they told us about you. You're... You're Gravely? Yes, that's me. Gravely and Maya. Well, it's very nice to meet you, a friend of Coach and Salias. Uh, Maya would have liked you. Oh. I'm so sorry about your friend. Yeah. We lost our friend Cobbles not too long ago. Well, I don't think she's dead. I'm, I'm sorry about that. But um, I think she might have been taken to the Feywild. To Feywild? It's a long story, but... It, it, there was a pact and... Yes, we never really lose the ones that we love. No, 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 we... no. It's not that. It's, it's, a, it's a... She was taken. There was yes, a deal... Yes, people get taken before their time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. There was magic involved. So let's... Uh... I, life and death can be <laughs> magical. From, 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 from below deck, from below deck, <laughs> the four people on deck, you just hear, uh, No! <laughs> It's not like that. <laughs> I really don't understand this. Their this flirtation stuff. is not going well. So back up on deck, the Crescent, Crescent Squall 3 <laughs> goes sailing into the port of Giaka. I suppose you wouldn't have to dock at the ports. They don't have air docks. Where do you <laughs> want to take the Crescent Squall 3? into the water right. like once we're there. In the so you normal. get a berth to dock the Crescent Squall 3, and there we are. Back in Giaka. Where can we get a nice pint of ale? Well, um, I think the first thing we should do is check um, the Phil's fish bucket. Yeah, we're supposed to go there for uh, that's where we're staying. Well, we're gonna. I think that's where we have a lead for the bag of holding that Captain Honeymist told us about. Tiburon knows how to get to Phil's fish bucket. It's been I, I'll lead the way, boys. Oh, thank you, oh, ladies. Oh, handsome one speaks at last. And do Captain. you know any uh, places to drink, or can we get to drink there? Uh, usually you can drink there, or behind there, or next to there, or really in front of there. The second floor might also have some drinking. There's, there's drinking all over there. All right, Tiburon, well, your first drink is on me. Much obliged. I don't really drink. I don't either. The wonderful town of Giaka <laughs> and its ending, never-ending splendor welcomes you back to its warm embraces. Jeff Frank, everybody. Jeff yeah. Frank, everybody. Mr. Giaka. Are we switching DMs? Kind of, sort of. It's hard to explain, Carlos. Oh, that's right. He is, he is the he is the color on. commentator for anything or anyone that's in this town. Got it. Because because Zach was so terrible with that's how we wound up with like David Claus. <laughs> so, hey, hey. Uh, beloved Claus. <laughs> David Claus is a treasure. Yeah, outsource. So how are you guys getting onto the um, land? Well, we. We, we, we dropped into the water and then we pulled up in the, okay. view, like in the actual port like a ship. Okay. My little cobalt feet. All right. All right. A few of the longshoremen are kind of like coming around. They're like, did you, would you, was this a fly? Did 
Aye, it does. That's my ship. Your ship flies? Aye, tis the Crescent Squall 3, and don't you lay a finger on it, because all sirs will fight you. Also, uh, don't ask about the Crescent Squall 1 and 2, because it's kind of a sore subject. Shut your mouth, Jerk. Mm -hmm. See? Uh, Can I uh, get a painting in front of it? Captain, paint um, me. Paint me in front of it. (laughs) Do, Do we need to worry about security? I mean... If anyone comes along, wouldn't they just take it? Oh, we'll watch it. Uh, I wouldn't trust them. Yeah, I can watch it too. What do you say? Is there some sort of... uh... Did you pay the birthing fees here? You know it costs to anchor. Pay it. Don't you get your trousers in a twist. Okay, I can take it for you. No, that's fine. What? Give me a moment. Do we have, like, a security system on the ship? What's the normal plan of attack there, DM? Probably, yeah. I mean, it's your ship, and you've had plenty of time on it, so... Also, it's pretty high-tech, so there's probably, like, some security measures, as like, you walk places off, you could lock up. As you up. walk <laughs> off, Sarsa gives it a little... <laughs> and, like, oh, the night crystals. You have a club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a big purple light club, like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't there more crew to your ship? <laughs> Aren't there just people that are staying with the No, Jack ship? and I like our privacy. <laughs> it's just them too. <laughs> well, I like uh, to think that it's like it's like the like 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 the metal walls come up and it's mm-hmm. like it turns into this like tank fortress. Mm-hmm. It's still close. It says it says squall armed. <laughs> it's not a huge a huge ship like the six of uh, of the six of you is pretty much like capacity for the ship. It's definitely like the it's like two a person small crew. like leisure yacht. Mm-hmm. It's a schooner. It's a, it's a schooner. Yep. Bigger schooner, than schooner. a catamaran, smaller than a tugboat. <laughs> is that what it says on the small side but of it? mighty? <laughs> Night crystals have a touch ID technique. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's keep moving. Let's get a move on. Ooh, oh, how cool! That's a cool ship. Yeah, touch it. Literally, you can touch it. Don't you can touch, touch it. it. It starts you going. Touch it. A few of the younger ones kind of scattered. I just say to the longshoreman, I was like, you can look at it all you like. It'll it'll give you good luck. But if you touch the railings, you'll get a bad, itchy disease. Don't touch it. We're immune to it. Yeah, can I show you? Look. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pull down my sleeve, and I'm not going to... Uh, I, basically, it's just my skin. It just looks disgusting. Ew, <laughs> ew, gross. Yeah, this is gonna happen to you. Oh, That's God. right. That only right. took five minutes. Oh, all right. So, uh, all right. All careful. right. Stay back from this, boy. Stay back from this one. I throw him. Right, I throw him. I throw him a gold. Ooh. As soon as you throw the gold, like three other people like come around, like, "Hey, what'd you get? Are they gonna share that with me? Don't Should touch it. All right. Hey, get out of here. Get out of here. We got you. We got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right. All right, so you guys are on the pier of Giaka, the big crescent pier that leads straight into um, the town on the cliffside town of Giaka. Tiburon, lead, lead the way. Uh, surely. Uh, must be to the right. Yes, you guys walk through the pier, and definitely as you pass right uh, through, you see the salty seagull uh, right on its, as soon as you kind of step into the town part, the salty seagull, you take a right and start heading up a cliff. Tiburon takes you through an alley. You go back through another alley. You come up to another street, back down into another alley, and you come up into another little tiny area that looks like maybe it used to be a cul-de-sac or something, and everything's kind of... Um, boarded up, and there's one little door and this rickety sign above it, and it's scrawled on of like 
the bits end of little pieces of paint and it says Phil's fish bucket. Every word is misspelled. They're going to kill us gravely. They're going to kill us. Well, I mean, the captain sent us here and she said that we... we Sarsa's just going to... Sarsa just goes in the door. Just psh. Uh, let's go in. Okay. In we go. All right. You come in the store and just like the outside, it looks like the inside. Oh, There's... No. Uh, a scattering of broken fishing poles, buckets, nets strewn about, crates kind of stacked on top of each other. Doesn't really look much like a store at all, just like it's a big warehouse. At the back, there's kind of a table, and um, there's buckets on the ground that just have kind of questionable liquids in them. The floor is all kind of soggy. This just smells kind of off as you kind of come in. There's not very much light Tiburon, have you been here before? Aye, I have. It's seen better days. Was there an attack or something? Oh, no, this is actually a little cleaner than usual. Hey, who's there? Oh, yeah, there's usually Phil about. Ah! All right, and coming out from behind the uh, counter and coming around, you see this old man. He's hunched over, and he looks like he might be seven feet tall if he stood up straight. But he's so weathered and worn and beaten down. He has a long white beard and he has a little pipe that sticks out and he's wearing a big coat on top. And he's looking at you all like this with his skin that's just been beaten through years of being in the wind and the salty sea air. And he says, what do y'all want? Um, I have a hankering for some whiskey, sir. I was told there'd be drinks here. No drinks here. This is the fish bucket. Uh, Phil, um, Captain Guinevere sent us. Captain Guinevere? Yes. Guinevere Honeymist? Oh, oh, flounder, flounder. So you guys look all over in the corner where he's pointing, and there's a little halfling person, same type of thing, just looks really uh, old and beaten down by the sea, and just is quietly mopping kind of back and forth. You guys didn't notice them at all. How, how didn't we see him there before? <laughs> He's so creepy. <laughs> just kind of uh, gravely roll a um, perception check. Okay. 20. You all kind of turn around and then look back at Phil, and gravely, you take a little extra second and look, and you notice that uh, Flounder is really looking at you, and it's really kind of um, taking you in. More than the other weird menagerie of people that are here. Mm. Oh, all right. Um, hello. Gravely, he's, he's really looking at you. I say in halfling, um, greetings. It's nice to meet you. Phil says, ah, that won't do any good. He's mute. You say, honey mist sent you? Yes, we're, we're here. We're, we were looking for a bag of holding. She said you might be able to help. Oh, Okay. And he goes over, and you guys see now that the ceiling is actually kind of vaulted a little bit. And hanging uh, up like maybe there was once a chandelier is this big uh, cracked Fresnel lens that is like maybe from the inside of a lighthouse at some point, but it's all fogged up. And inside of that is a some sort of, that's where the light source of the whole room is. And he uh, undoes a rope that's on the side of the uh, on the side of the building, and he slowly lowers this big, creaky thing down. Yep, we're gonna die. And he ties it back off, and he opens up the bottom part of it, and he reaches in, and there's a little lamp inside, and he twists 
the little knob that would control the oil for that. And just as it does, it begins to emit a different color light. And the light fills the room. And now it's kind of all of this like bright rainbow light kind of comes in and, and shines through and it almost cleans everything up. And you look around now and the entire store is instantly transformed. Uh, kind of like when the reality stone gets used in uh, Endgame, it just like, <laughs> like melts away. And it's now this clean looking store. There's actual aisles and there's um, displays and there's all these like grand barrel things. As soon as the light uh, hits Phil, uh, you see that uh, he stands up and he is um, seven foot tall. Super hot. <laughs> his uh, plane touched and his his skin is Ooh. shimmery gold. He is sleek and he looks 40 years younger. His hair is pulled back and he stands up straight and, and <laughs> he says, Ah, friends, I see. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. That was a nice trick. Mm, yes. We did, keep a low profile here. Did flounder change at all? You look and you see um, that flounder, same type of thing, now 20 years younger. Gravely, you instantly recognize this as a halfling that you have encountered before named Barra, who used to work at DreadX <gasps> with you a long time ago oh. and was nice to you. Farah, is that Gra you? Gravely? Yes, it's me. Gra Grave from Dreadex. Right. Oh my from gosh. From Valentrell. I... Wow, I haven't... It's been haven't a long time. Yeah. What are you doing here? I, well, I, I left the corporate game and Phil here took me in and, you know, after the Dreadex stuff, I got out of, out of that business and oh I've, I've been here. It, yeah, Phil, Phil sheltered me. I kind of got kicked out and it was kind of a runaway but Phil. I, I was, I found out recently I was kicked out of DreadX as well. <sighs> Sucks going corporate. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. And you'll, you'll notice that she's different now. She's wearing um, very non-corporate clothes. She's, you know, much, feels much more comfortable and confident. She has uh, kind of long hair shaved on one side. She's got some tattoos on her arms. She's got uh, piercings all over. She looks pretty uh you know, '90s punk rock, uh, Anya. Hey, Findle, are are they are they flirting again? How much does wait does, does <coughs> Gravely get a lot of game? Sindel's like, uh, uh, you know what? I was eight when I left here, so I didn't do a lot of flirting then. And then I was like royalty, so I feel like, you know, it doesn't really work like this either. So literally, I have no idea. Well, I mean, I, they look cute together. I mean, I would I would ship them. Is is Gravely a player? <laughs> Ephelandris is my real name, but you can call me Phil. Oh, Phil, well, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. The pleasure is all mine. Gravely, Gravely keeps talking with Farah, and, and remember, remember that one that that big yeah. hobgoblin that would always bog around oh, and he kept terrible. on losing his packages. Oh, it was just terrible. I we couldn't stand it. You know, it's so, not called a bag of waiting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please, I got wares. I got all these, all these wares. So many things oh, for you. Right. You guys course. look around, and uh, there's all sorts of um, trinkets and weapons, and uh, also looks like fine merchandise, paintings, uh, ceramics. Well, this is this looks quite amazing. Um, well, uh, I think we were interested in a in a bag of holding. You sure I can't offer you something else? He comes over and he goes, "I got tons of stuff." Hey. Um, how would you oh. like? Oh, check this out. The matchstick of walking. Looks like a regular matchstick. What? Right? But just press this and it pops right into a big matchstick. He says, I'll give you that. 
for you guys. That's a really good one right here. Hey, how about a the giant leather? matchstick? Says Jarek. No, it's a walking stick. It's but a, look, he okay. picks it back up. It goes a, back to it's a, a little walking stick. Yeah, but then and now it's a full size walking stick to help you cool. with. It, it lights things on fire. No, that's all it does. Hey, how about this? This is called the letter closer. You can use it. It's like a regular letter opener, but it opens letters and then it will reseal the same letter as if uh, perfectly closed. That actually sounds kind of kind of interesting. Very interesting. It sounds like mending. Is it kind of like mending? It has some properties like that. How about this? Gold acid. If you got hot gold that you need to get rid of, just dump it in here and it'll instantly turn into steel. Good way to get rid of your stolen gold that you don't need. Hey, look over here. I got the Is ring. That, do people have that problem a lot? They uh, need to get rid why of why gold? would you devalue the gold? Wait, just out of curiosity. <laughs> how much gold would it cost to buy the gold-destroying acid from you? Six gold. Can you change it back from lead to gold later? Well, it turns into steel, no. Oh, well. Wow. Do you have anything that's actually useful? Of course. <laughs> I've got the ring of ethereal miasma. Wear this ring right here, and this stone that's on it, it will change colors in the presence of a ghost. <laughs> if you're not interested in that, how about the portrait of Madame Lawrence? This, he pulls up a big painting with a frame giant. on it. It's It's very large. And she says, this curiosity has a portrait of a woman, but she's actually growing younger in it. All right. What? Mm -hmm. What uh, what does that even mean? Look at this. This brutalziti, one glass of this sparkling wine will lessen your weight by 25 pounds. Ooh, actually, I might be interested in this. Oh, so there are drinks here. That's a a 10 10 gold piece This place is making my brain hurt. Ooh, I don't want to show you guys this one. This one's too dangerous. All right. I want to see it. Oh, you want to see it? I don't. This one is called the death pick. This lock pick can open any lock, any door, anytime, instantly. Mm, Now we're talking. Why is it called the death pick? The person who uses it instantly dies. Okay. Oh. I feel like uh, there should be a sign or something. I will happily take that from you. Mm. What? Oh, right. Never mind. Yeah, he'll take it. It's a powerful magic. Yeah, he's good. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 that, that sounds perfect. How about right? this? I know what you're thinking. Right? Uh-huh. right? That's a good idea. Well, right. you, That's you what I'm saying. Be, yes, very good. Look at this. It's a ship in a bottle. Okay. A small model ship built in a bottle. That's all it is. How did they do that? Wait, if you break the bottle, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. does it turn into a real ship? And look yes. closer at it. Peppermint sails. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Do you like this? I've got to have it. Hey, you've come in here before. I sure have, Phil. You bought, yeah. It's yours. How much? Free. <gasps> oh, that's very nice of you, Phil. Well, Let me great. show you this. He pulls out a little terrarium, and it's got some sand in the bottom, and it has. <laughs> Do a little you rock have in it. anything that might be useful for an archer? Oh, maybe the living rock. Let me tell you about the living rock. <laughs> it's a small terrarium with a rock, and occasionally it'll move around, but only when you're not looking. I hate it. You hate it. <laughs> How about a bag of holding? <laughs> How about this? The orb of omen. This an obsidian crystal ball. Once a day, you can ask it a question, a yes or no question, and it may answer you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Orb of omen, are you worth the money? How about this? <laughs> How about this green candle? It's a candle that makes green light. It's pretty special. You never know. 
My skin is green. I'm, I'm good with How that. How about this one? And he pulls it out, and it's this little box, and it has a switch on it. This is called the Necromancer's box. Watch. And he pushes the switch, and part of it opens up, and a skeletal hand comes out and <laughs> turns off the switch, oh, and it God. closes back up. Cool, huh? I'm sorry, but Jeff is holding Why a pile that's even that? bigger than who all the ones so we've heard. Who would spend magic on that? Like, craftsmen have to, like, put time this and effort into making This is what I do. We collect these things. Was that from, like, the Rejects Artificer School? Like, hey, where did you even get these? We don't use that word around here. Artificer or Rejects or rejects. School? Okay. A reject is just a tool without a purpose. Okay. Yeah, I get you. This we is the bad broom. And he takes up a regular broom. This is the bad broom. This broom leaves dirt wherever you sweep. Oh, that might be actually kind of handy in some Oh, situation. how about this? This is the cloak of billowing, and he puts it on, and he goes, <laughs> and instantly it starts billowing, and it's completely still inside. Oh, I like that. Oh, there you go. Can we just see the bag of holding? One more thing. The coin of certain luck. Now this one here, and he flips it up. This will flip randomly, but every third always lands on the heads. That's I could have one. some use for that one. Mm. How about a use for this? <laughs> you said it was the last one. We are low on time more. here. No, 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 no. Come on more. He's, he's, he's got a point here. This is a regular sending stone. You could talk into it, but it has a seven-minute delay. <laughs> on purpose, or it was just made by a not good person? <laughs> Maybe any of these, could any of these, what's the liability here? Could any of these accidentally explode if they were, like, on your person? All sales are final. There's no refunds. <laughs> okay. That sending stone might be from Ooh. The, the Sprint Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this happening? He looks at Soot. You, you're going to like this one. This is called the Disappearing Paper. Don't, don't, don't look at me like that. Look, this one, anything you write on here, if you fold it like this, and he folds it in half, then he folds it in half again, and then he folds it three ways in. Anything you write on here, if you fold it this way and he unfolds it, it will instantly erase everything that was written on it. Very handy. For what? Not How about this? Things. These are called the reverse oculars. Cindel it's a gets regular out her pair of She pulls out her broom and like sets it to tidy up to like kind of like show the other broom that it's uh, not as good that as her broom. Gravy looks at Farah mm-hmm. like, is this guy for real? <laughs> she looks back like, yeah, this is what he does. <laughs> How about this? This is the reverse oculars. They're binoculars, but they show you behind you. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's still more. Why is this still happening?